do. Ian Crawford, cutlery safety experts here. I work for steel and cutlery manufacturers, Allied Trades, Industries and Guilds Association, Sakmatiaga for short. And I'm helping to raise awareness about health and safety, especially the dangers of cutlery. So remember, think once, think twice, think fork, spoon and knife. Good news. Our old sponsor, the Tallahassee Bagel Company, are finally back on their feet and operating again following the fire and flood from earlier this year. So now they would like to advise all listeners of this podcast, if you are ever in the Tallahassee region of Florida, you could do a lot worse than ordering some healthy, tasty, nutritious and delicious bagels. Due to pandemic restrictions, the business now operates a click and collect service. Now, bagels often get bad press because they're seen as being similar to their unsweet cousin, the donut. But as far as I'm concerned, they are the superior uncle to the donut. They're packed full of vitamins, and unlike boring jam donuts, with a bagel, you can slice it and fill it with just about anything you darn well please. In fact, you're only limited by your own imagination. But please do take care when you slice a bagel. You'd be surprised by the number of thumbs that get sliced clean off. Ouch. In fact, I've invented a bagel slicing thumb guard, available in packs of three. To be honest, they haven't been selling very well, but I think it might be because people have two thumbs, not three. And in fact, people who have sliced the thumb off only have one thumb, or less, depending how many times they've had an accident. Anyway, that's the advert for Tallahassee Bagels between the Florida State History Visitor Center and Hotworks Yoga Studio on West Jefferson Boulevard. Tell them you listen to the Spoon Sense podcast and get yourself an extra 10% off any order over $5. Shocking news to report. This may be the last podcast I ever record. Certainly, that will be the case if the dark forces operating behind the scenes get their way. You see... The Takashi Zhao Li Plastic Corporation, the biggest manufacturer of the plastic <clears throat> spork, are making a bid to take over the steel and cutlery manufacturers Allied Trades Industries and Guilds Association, Sakmatiaga for short. You will know how difficult this is for me to contemplate. I have nothing against these jumped-up Johnny-come-latelys, but I've always lived by the mantra, plastic is drastic, keep it real with steel. After all, plastic is choking our planet. If you have a cup of tea, you need to hear the reassuring clink of the metal spoon against your cup. If you butter a slice of toast, you need the reassurance of the steel alloy butter knife. You need to be able to press and slide and glide that knife, safe in the knowledge it ain't gonna snap at the slightest pressure. You need, you need to be able to let that knife glide from side to side, with your fingers in the air not only acting as a natural balance to the steel alloy knife, but also warning anyone around you that the knife is in operation. In fact, as we say on the posters and the radio safety campaign, don't be a nutter, use a knife to spread butter. Frankly, I wouldn't trust a plastic knife as far as I could throw it. And I tell you what, due to the lightness and lack of solidity, I couldn't throw a plastic knife very far. So if you're in any doubt, that means I do not trust plastic knives. And neither should you. And do not get me started on flipping plastic forks. 
whether you're forking a spud, chasing peas around your plate, or doing your best to wind spaghetti around and around and around, you need a fork you can rely on. A steel alloy fork, not a flipping fork made of polypropylene or polystyrene that can release toxic chemicals when heated. Millions of these plastic demons are used every day around the world, and they can be very difficult to recycle. And I tell you what, single-use utensils can take not 10, not 100, but 1,000 years to decompose. That's almost as long as it takes me to get through to my online banking helpline. No, I am not happy with this proposal. As a bit of preliminary work, in advance of the possible buyout merger, we had a Zoom call between us at Sakmatiaga and Takasha Zhao Li Plastics. Well, I hope they're better at business than they are at communication. The boss man fellow had trouble keeping up. He had to stop every 30 seconds or so, and the lady with him had to explain what was being said. We also had their obnoxious American consultant, a fellow by the name of Gene, spelt with a G, from Philadelphia. The home of soft cheese, what about that? He said, just call me Philly Gene. Well, he tried to show us the many benefits of the plastic spork by using a PowerPoint presentation filled with fields of green grass and happy laughing families. I tell you what, it should have shown you all the sad faces of the steel and cutlery workers who will be on the scrap heap. How can you have one piece of cutlery doing the work of two, the spoon and the fork? How can you have one piece of weak, one-use plastic doing the work of the fully green, fully environmentally friendly, recyclable and super strong spoon and knife? The answer is, you can't. The other problem with spork, or the spork, is it sounds like stork, which, as many of you will know, is the vegetable fat and baking spread with 70% vegetable oils in varying proportions, that's rapeseed, palm and sunflower oil, water, salt, 1.4%, buttermilk, preservative, potassium sorbate, acid, citric acid, emulsifier, mono and diglycerides of fatty acids, flavorings, and finally, vitamin A and D. Now, this stalk stuff might make fluffy cakes and be the secret to perfect baking since 1920, but why is it called stork, you may ask? Well, it turns out stork margarine was first made in Holland. The stork is a frequent visitor to the Netherlands, and it often builds its nest up in the tall Dutch chimneys. And so, the stork was used as a brand image and a trademark. Hey, I thought you know. These days, drunk students looking for a good time are also frequent visitors to the netherlands especially amsterdam so if the margarine had been invented today perhaps it would have had a logo of a boozy backpacker with a smartphone in their hand <laughs> although i'm not sure boozy backpacker spread would be as popular as stork i suppose we will never know hey i've got a true story for you as well connected to this and uh, I think we're safe to reveal this now, but during World War II, a lorry carrying stork margarine overturned on the A531 road in Maidley, Staffordshire. Hmm. Once news, if you forgive me, spread, people came from miles around to salvage its margarine load. The location became known as Margarine Corner, and that's what they still call it to this day. Hey, you might be thinking, what's all this got to do with cutlery safety? Well, I'm not sure, but maybe the lorry crashed when the driver saw the fork in the road. Sorry about that. Anyway, I have to say, 
I'm very worried about this possible buyout and merger, so all I can say is hang on to your cutlery, cherish your steel alloy flatware and silverware, and hold it close to your heart, because if these heartless, profit-driven, power-mad managers from Takasha Zhao Li Plastics have their way, our metal cutlery days may well be numbered. I'll keep you updated. I didn't stay until the end of the Zoom call. All their chitter-chatter about sporks and possible business deals made me feel a bit queasy, to be honest. So I told them I had internet trouble. I said my wife, Mrs Crawford, had accidentally spilt some cake batter, probably containing lots of stork, on the internet modem router, and for safety reasons, I was having to go off-grid. What I didn't mention was that... If that actually did happen, it would probably be safer to dig out the router modem using a safe and non-conducting plastic spork. But, personally, I'd rather risk electric shock with a traditional metal teaspoon than be seen using one of those plastic monstrosities. I'll keep you posted. Please pray for us, and if anyone offers you a spork, politely decline. Remember, how many times do I need to tell you? Plastic is drastic. Keep it real with steel. You know, when I reflect on that Zoom call with Gene from Philadelphia, I think to myself, he was more like a spork promoter from a movie scene. I said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one who will not fork with a spork in the town. He said, I am the one who will fork with a spork in the town. He told me his name was Philly Jean as he caused a scene and every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one who will fork with a spork in the town. People always told me, be careful of what you do and don't go around breaking plastic cutlery. A mother always told me, be careful of who you spoon and be careful of what you do because the knife becomes the spoon. Philly Jean is not my ideal co-worker or manager. He's just a guy who claims that Sakmatiaga is the one, but the spork is not my choice. He says Sakmatiaga is the one, but the spork is not my choice. Hey, <laughs> that's it. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like, rate and share the podcast. Please check out the website www.safecutlery.com That's safecutlery.com But most of all, until next time, please take care with your cutlery. Think once, think twice, think fork, spoon and knife and whatever you do, please practice spoon sense. Stay safe, but most of all, stay cutlery safe. <laughs>